Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. We are so excited about our Rise Up Summit happening next week. I hope that you're going to join us. The event is at riseupchristianeducators.com. That's riseupchristianeducators.com. And it's going to be a really exciting weekend um, to help provide clarity, encouragement, and solutions to rise up and fulfill your calling this year, despite all the craziness that is happening. We're going to have so many sessions that cover a variety of topics from practical sessions on how to, you know, handle situations in your classroom, remote learning, um, how to help students with math, uh, how to do differentiation, easy ways, all kinds of practical things to issues with how to stay encouraged, how to keep balance, how to have hope, how to not be stressed, how to deal with anxiety two sessions about how to make a bigger difference and how to bring the truth of scripture into your students' hearts, whether you teach in a private school or a public school. So many amazing sessions. You can see all of them at riseupchristianeducators.com. I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about the event at the end, but for now, I want to dive into today's discussion. And today, what I wanted to talk with you about is the importance of connection and community in staying encouraged as a teacher especially now. So we all know we've been dealing with a pandemic this year, and we've had a new phrase introduced into the common vernacular, and that is social distancing, which is kind of an oxymoron, but nonetheless, this is the phrase that we're stuck with, right? And this has caused a lot of things to You know, there's been a lot of results of that. But one of the things that I've seen in my own life and in, you know, talking with other people, they've seen it too, is that, you know, we've had our lives, our connections have looked very different this year. And as this pandemic has drawn on for four, five, six, now seven months, as the time goes on and a unique thing happens because We are in many cases, not all of us, but you might find yourself still being very much deficient in connection. You might find yourself still fairly isolated or at least fairly isolated compared to what life looked like pre-COVID. And as time goes on, what can happen is we can start to feel like that is normal, but we don't always realize how it's affecting us. So in other words, by now, we're kind of used to this reality and it's just kind of the way it is. But if we're not connecting in at least some meaningful ways, that is taking a toll on us. And the thing is, you may not even notice this toll. Um, sometimes you don't notice something until you you know go back to it and you're like, oh my goodness, it's been so long. I don't know if you are married and you've ever gone for a really long time without going, and you have kids, and you've gone a long time without going on a date with your husband, uh, you might be like, oh, we're fine, you know, everything's okay. But then when you go out on that date, you're like, oh my goodness, it has been way too long. We really needed this. Like, I didn't realize how crazy I was starting to go. And I think it's the same thing with this. If you're not connecting 
we can get in a phase where we're just like, okay, like this, this, this is just what life is like now and not realize how big of a toll it's taking on us, on our mental well-being, in some cases on our spiritual well-being. And thus, it's also by extension then affecting those around us because if our mental and spiritual well-being is affected, then it affects how we interact with our family, with our students and with those around us. So it's really important. I guess my whole point in saying all this is some of you are acutely aware I'm feeling isolated. I'm feeling like I need to connect. But others of you might not be realizing that. You might not even realize how isolated you are and how much you're missing that connection because you're just used to it at this point. But either way, I really want to encourage all of us to reach out and find ways to connect despite the circumstances. Because the truth is God designed us to live in community. God did not design us to be isolated for long periods of time. It affects, like I said, it affects us. It affects our mental well-being. It affects our spiritual well-being. We really do need each other, speaking truth into each other's lives and having that encouragement. So there are a lot of challenges, obviously, with this, uh, depending on how you feel about different situations. You know, some of you might be fearful of the virus or fearful of spreading the virus to someone else. I know other people that are fearful or resistant to wearing masks. And if if they, you know, if, for example, if church is starting and you have to wear a mask, they're like, well, I don't want to wear a mask for two hours, so I don't feel comfortable going to church. So there's all kinds of reasons not to connect. But once again, I really want to encourage you, you can take whatever reasons and concerns you have and find a way to connect despite them. And that's what we have to do. We have to find ways to connect despite our concerns and despite whatever fears that we have. And it's going to look different for everybody. What I'm comfortable with, you might not be comfortable with. And what you're comfortable with, I might not be comfortable with. And that's okay. right? So you have to be sensitive to others, what they uh, do and don't want to do, what you feel like you do or don't want to do. But you can find ways to connect. And that's what I want to encourage us to do. And I also want to encourage you to push yourself a bit. Okay, and I don't mean push yourself past what you feel is right. What I mean, though, is sometimes we get in these ruts where we haven't connected for a while and it starts to just feel normal. But we have to recognize, no, it's not healthy to be isolated for months on end. So we have to sometimes force ourselves out of that rut. We have to force ourselves to say, okay, I have to get creative. I have to find something that will work, some way to connect. And how can I do that in a way that I'm comfortable with and the person that I'm connecting with is comfortable with that I feel like is um, right or safe or comfortable or whatever concerns you have, okay? So I'm just going to share a couple ideas. These are not at all meant to be exhaustive or I'm also not meaning to tell you that this is what you should do. Once again, I mean, every state is in a different situation. Um, Things change from week to week. You have to do what you believe is right, but I'm just, these are just springboard ideas to get you thinking to some more creative solutions. Um, What you did in the past may or may not work now. (laughs) So here are some ideas. Um, So obviously we have Zoom. We all know about Zoom. Zoom is great. Uh, But if you're like me, sometimes you're starting to feel a little bit zoomed out. There are other options. So one old school option is picking up the phone. There is something to picking up a phone if you're if you're tired of Zoom. It's just different. It feels more normal, um, and it is a great way to connect. But I also really want to encourage you, if you're all comfortable with it, to find ways to connect with people 
in person. So think of a friend that you know is, you know, focused on God, you know will be encouraging to you, right? Be strategic in the friend you choose to reach out to and find a way to connect. There are some really safe ways to connect. Going for a walk outside is a great way to connect the air. You know, you have the fresh air, you're moving, um, and you're getting exercise in the process. It's a really great way to connect and foster just some great conversation. Um, You can, if you have the ability at your home, um, get a fire pit and sit outside and talk by a fire. There's a lot of ways that you can be together. If you want to stay socially distanced, you can, but you can talk. There's just something about being in person with someone. You, You don't have, like I said, you don't have to sit right next to each other, but just being in person and talking can be just so valuable. So if you haven't done that, if you're like, oh my goodness, it's been, you know, a month, two months, like six months since I've like gotten together with a friend, just me and a friend and just talked. I want to encourage you, schedule that. Schedule that like right now. Um, Get out your phone, text your friend, say, hey, you know, could we do this? And it will be so meaningful and so helpful. Just find something you're comfortable with and that they're comfortable with and make, use as many precautions as you need to or not as you, just find something that works for you and connect. Another way I think we really need to, in some cases, be creative is with how we worship together with fellow believers. I don't know what your church is doing. If your church is uh, meeting together and you're able to meet together with your church in a meaningful way, fantastic. But I know there's a lot of obstacles to that that are still happening. Um, And I just want to encourage you to find a way to meet together with fellow believers. If um, doing it on, if meeting together online is meaningful for you, then that's great. Um, I know for myself, I'm finding that I really need to be in person with people. It's really important to me in how to feel that encouragement and camaraderie and spiritual uplifting. I need to be with people in person. So you need to kind of know yourself. But there's so many challenges. I have four young children, including a one-year-old who... (laughs) will not sit still. So that obviously presents a lot of challenges. So especially with nurseries not happening, and I know a lot of you are in similar situations, there's different rules and regulations, and there's just a lot of challenges. So I just want to encourage you, once again, get creative. I have a few friends who are, um, they're not able to go to the in-person services for one reason or another. And so what they've done is they've just had like another couple or another family, and they get together um, in the home and watch the online service together. So they're keeping a very small group. It's the same people every time. So you're not, you know, you're not mixing groups or anything like that, but they're able to have, they said, we watch the service and then we talk about it. And it's so meaningful. And the connection and fellowship is so important. So you can do something like that. Um, if you have young kids, I know sometimes it, <laughs> for myself, you know, it's, I'm really looking forward to one day just being able to sit and listen to a service without the distraction of children. But in the meantime, for myself personally, I found that it's better for me to be there listening to the service with my kids running around um, than, you know, in the back uh, than it is to be at home. That's for me. I know some moms find that it's better for them to, um, if they can have their kids in a nap or doing something else, it's better for them to sit at home and listen. So that you have to really know yourself for that. Um, If you find that it's better to sit at home and listen online, then you need to find other ways to connect with believers meaningfully. Okay. So once again, if it's getting together with a friend, if it's joining a, you know, putting together your own Bible study group, um, that's another thing I've done a few times since this pandemic is just got a small 
just a couple friends together and said, okay, like let's meet periodically and just talk through this. And you can meet outside, you can meet in a way that is safe um, or what you're comfortable with and just get together and maybe read a book of the Bible together and talk about it. Talk about what you learned. Um, There's so many ways that you can be creative and find ways to do this. And don't think it has to be every week either. I'm doing a, um, we're actually doing a a book study on parenting, but I'm doing a study with some friends and we're getting together once a month because once a week or once every other week felt too overwhelming. So we do it once a month, but it's really meaningful and, and helpful. So all of this to say, these are just once again ideas and I'm kind of rambling and giving you all these ideas, but the point is to get a little bit creative. Force yourself out of your comfort zone and just look for one way to connect. Okay, you don't have to do all of this today. Just as you finish this up, ask yourself, what is one way that I can connect with someone else, whether it's a fellow teacher, whether it's someone from your church, whether it's a friend, um, who can I connect with? And I want to encourage you to find have it be someone that you know will uplift you in the Lord, um, because that is going to be so much more worthwhile than getting together with a friend if you know it's just going to turn into a gossip session. That's still connection, but it's not going to be as spiritually uplifting as it would be with the right friend. So consider carefully who you choose to connect with when, you, when you're not connecting as often. That's really important, too. I also want to share with you one more idea, and that is I already mentioned that our Rise Up Summit is happening next week. And one of the challenges we're running into with this year is the fact that this is an online event. And we purposely planned it like that. That's how we did it last year. But I know a lot of us are, you know, we're on screens more often than usual. We've been doing Zoom more often than usual. And in many cases, we might feel like, man, like, I don't know about you, but I'm always like longing for that in person. Um, So if you are feeling like that, I really want to encourage you to grab a colleague or another teacher from your church and watch the summit together. So pick one of your homes and say, hey, like we're going to spend the day together um, Friday night or the day together Saturday and maybe Friday night too because the summit starts Friday night through Saturday. Then there's a whole bunch of on-demand sessions that are available throughout the long weekend as well. Um, But say, hey, we're going to get together Friday night and then we're going to spend the day together Saturday and we're going to relax, we're going to watch these sessions and we're going to talk about them. And we're just going to enjoy the day together, a time to step away, but to make a meaningful connection. Now the summit is completely available to you if you don't want to do that and you just want to watch it by yourself in your home, you can absolutely do that too. Um, We are going to do everything we can to create as much connection as we can online. We're going to have an idea swap event where you can talk directly with other teachers. And we've got a lot of ways when you're on live, it is just really exciting to see how many other teachers are there and being able to chat in real time with them, teachers from around the country. So if you don't want to get together with anyone in person, we're going to create as many connection points as we can online in the summit. So definitely um, hope that you can join us. But like I said, you are going to totally take the experience to the next level if you get a friend or two together and you watch it together and you just spend that day um, stepping away. It creates more of that retreat experience, right? When you're in your home with your family around and all these distractions, it's tricky. But if you set aside, you know, and say, hey, you know, I really think this is important for my mental well-being, for my spiritual well-being, I need this refreshment. I'm just going to take a day and we're going to go. We're going to watch these sessions. We're going to talk. We're going to relax. We're going to have lunch and enjoy the fellowship and the discussion together. I think you will find that so incredibly refreshing. And I pray that our summit will be a help for you in that.
Once again, to sign up for the summit, the details are at riseupchristianeducators.com. That's riseupchristianeducators.com. The summit itself is completely free the week of the event. If you want to, you can pay to upgrade and then you keep all the recordings forever, but you absolutely don't have to do that. Um, if you if you want to just join for free, everything is free for the whole weekend. So I really hope that you can join us at riseupchristianeducators.com. Let's take a second and pray together. Father, you are good. You have given us your word. You have given us yourself and you have given us each other. And we thank you and praise you for that. I pray you will help each of us to find those connection points that we need, Father. Uh, open our eyes to what we can do and how we can do it in a right way, in a reasonable way. And Father, help us to connect with the people that we need to. Help us be an encouragement to those around us and receive encouragement in return, Father. And I pray for this summit. I pray that it will be a huge blessing to so many teachers, Father, that you will use it to encourage them, to uplift them, and give them the clarity they need to really fulfill their calling this year, Father, and to make a difference in students' lives. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'd like the notes or like to share this episode, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash 154, teachfortheheart.com slash 154 to get the notes and to share this episode. I also, once again, really hope you'll join us in the Rise Up Summit at riseupchristianeducators.com. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.